The following Mark's Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Tina Lehman. 12 Common Causes of Bloating and How to Eliminate Them We've all been through it. You come home after a big day at the dog park, your owner pours a few cups of meaty kibble, and in your zest, you can't help but inhale the food. You chase it with a bowl full of ice water. Seated, you try to lie down under the dining room table, but you can't get comfortable. No position feels right. There's something pressing on your insides. You feel like vomiting, but nothing comes out. Several dry wretches later, and the reality of the situation hits you. Bloat. On goes the leash, and you're off to the emergency vet for a quick intervention. Oh, wait. That's not right. Sorry, I warged into my golden doodle for a second. Bloat kills dogs. In human, bloating isn't fatal. But it is unpleasant, unattractive, and uncomfortable. It's also difficult to pin down because it's so nebulous. Let's try anyway. Bloating can manifest in a number of ways. Gas, distended stomach, tight belts, gut pain, feeling puffy. Bloating is mostly subjective. You can feel bloated without experiencing actual stomach bulging. Other times, it adds actual inches to your waistline. Why does it happen? Why do our stomachs distend and our sphincters proclaim their gaseous intentions to the world? What causes this nebulous condition, and how can we avoid and fix it? Number 1. FODMAPs FODMAPs, a.k.a. fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols, are short-chained carbohydrates that are supposed to be absorbed in the small intestine and utilized by the body. In most people, that's what happens. They get digested and absorbed. In the unlucky people who have trouble digesting them, FODMAPs make it to the colon for fermentation by gut bacteria. And that's where the trouble starts. Fermentation begets hydrogen gas, which gathers in the gut and causes great distress. Common complaints of the FODMAP intolerant are bloating, stomach pain, and visits to the toilet that are either unproductive or way too productive. For more information on low FODMAP diets and avoiding the most common and immediate causes of bloating, check out the book Fruit Belly. It's a great primer for avoiding bloat, particularly the kind caused by maldigestion of short-chain carbohydrates. Also, see my previous post on FODMAPs at MarksDailyApple.com for the full list of foods that contain them. Remember the FODMAPs as you read the rest of this post. You'll notice the FODMAPs showing up throughout this article. When it comes to bloating, they're very often involved. Number 2. Stress Psychological stress inhibits the action of GLUT2, the transporter responsible for the small intestinal absorption of glucose, fructose, and galactose in the gut. Without GLUT2, we can't absorb those carbs, and they're more likely to pass through the colon for fermentation and gas production. Stress also alters the composition and function of your gut flora, making your gut bacteria less diverse and opening up space for certain gas-producing pathogen species to overpopulate. The fix. Get a handle on your stress however you can. Meditation or its alternatives, herbs and teas, anti-stress strategies, frequent nature infusions, a daily walk, rethink it, just do it. Number three, IBS. Among IBS patients with constipation, bloating is the symptom that receives the most vociferous complaints. It seems that IBS patients have trouble getting rid of the gas they accumulate. 
The gas literally cannot be expelled. The fix. Try GAPS, Gut and Psychology Syndrome Diet, or SCD, Specific Carbohydrate Diet. Finding a good health practitioner may also be important. Number four, obesity. Obesity is consistently associated with bloating. It may not be causal exactly. Whatever causes obesity may also cause bloating. But if that's true, fixing the obesity will likely fix the bloating too. Plus, who wants to be obese anyway? It's bad for your health. The fix? Lowish carb primal is my preferred solution for obesity. It really gets the ball rolling, and it seems to be the easiest path to follow. I am biased, of course. Number five, wheat. Several studies identify gluten slash wheat as a major bloating culprit. In Mexican adults, those who reported adverse reactions to gluten had objectively higher rates of bloating and constipation. Both the gluten itself and the short-chain carbohydrates found in wheat may pose gastrointestinal problems for susceptible people. Among some subjects, the non-gluten FODMAP components may even be the primary offenders. The fix? Don't eat wheat, rye, or barley. Number six, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, SIBO. In SIBO, the normally depopulated small intestine is overrun with bacteria. More gut bacteria should be awesome, right? Not in the small intestine. SIBO is characterized by a reduction in lactase, the enzyme that degrades lactose, and poor absorption of sorbitol, a polyol, and fructose, a monosaccharide. This allows all three short-chain carbs to pass through to the colon for unwanted fermentation and gas production. The fix. As with IBS, a well-established protocol like GAPS, Gut and Psychology Syndrome Diet, or SCD, Specific Carbohydrate Diet, may also help against SIBO. In the meantime, try a low FODMAP diet to eliminate the offending carbohydrates. Number seven, imbalanced gut bacteria. Some gut bacteria consume carbohydrates and produce methane. Some consume them and produce hydrogen. Still others consume the gases other bacteria produce. If you have a lot of the gas-producing bacteria and few of the gas-consuming bacteria, you're asking for bloating. The fix? Fix your gut bacteria. I know, I know, that's no easy feat, but I've written extensively on the subject, so do a search on marksdailyapple.com to revisit those posts for some ideas. As bacterial sequencing is still kind of spotty, use your symptoms as a guide for tracking the effectiveness of your interventions. Good thing that feedback is fast. Number eight, constipation. The inability to go is a potent cause of bloating. I'd argue that it's even worse than gaseous bloating because solid things are just sitting there. They aren't moving, they're accumulating. And as long as you're eating and digesting, more is always arriving. This creates a terrible bloat, a heavy bloat, a physical bloat that can't be relieved with a few well-placed farts or burps. Most people with chronic constipation report bloating. The fix. Check your fiber intake. Both too much and too little can cause constipation. Explore resistant starch, prebiotics, probiotics, and fermented foods. Fermented dairy, such as yogurt and kefir, may be of assistance. Number nine, low stomach acid. Without adequate stomach acid, alkaline bacteria who'd normally be unable to establish themselves are suddenly free to set up shop. 
If you recall what I said a little ways back about SIBO, you'll know that this leads to poor carbohydrate digestion and successful delivery of fermentable short-chain carbs to the colon for gas production. Stomach acid also promotes the secretion of carb-digesting enzymes in the intestines. If stomach acid is low, those enzymes run low too, and it's harder to digest carbohydrates. More carbs make it through for colonic fermentation and gas production in the context of low stomach acid. It could be said that bloating causes GERD, as the presence of gas in the gut can distend the stomach and exert sufficient pressure to push its acidic contents up into the esophagus. The fix. Betaine HCL can restore stomach acidification in certain conditions. Apple cider vinegar, a couple tablespoons mixed in a cup of water, can also help here. Going low-carb, thereby reducing the amount of carbs available for fermentation, has also been shown to improve symptoms of GERD. Number 10. Eating and drinking too quickly. For the same reason gulping kibble can cause bloat in dogs, eating your food too quickly can cause bloating in humans. It increases the likelihood of swallowing air. The fix is simple. Slow down, chew your food more, take smaller bites, and don't eat kibble. Number 11, a full stomach. Eating a massive meal is a great way to feel bloated. I mean, you've literally filled your GI tract with food. The fix, eat smaller meals. Eat until satiated, not until you hate yourself. If you've eaten a large meal, take a walk. And number 12, creatine. Creatine is one of those supplements with few downsides. It just works, unless it doesn't but part of the reason it works can also cause perceived bloating. Creatine promotes increased intracellular water storage, or water retention. As this water isn't available for body-wide thermal regulation, it sticks around and can give the impression that you're bloated. The evidence is quite mixed on this one, but the preponderance of anecdotes from people complaining about creatine bloat makes me think there's something going on. Even if it doesn't show up on objective tests, if you think you're bloated, you might as well be. The fix? Stick with it. Creatine takes some getting used to. Most creatine bloating is due to the increased water retention being a new sensation. Hopefully, if this is something you experience, this gives you some ideas as to how to put yourself at ease. Have a great day.